Welcome to Media Nouveau, a podcast series exploring new media, old media, and the murky area in between. We're students in David Morgan's new media writing class at Emory University. Throughout the semester, we will discuss and question different facets of the ever-changing media landscape, examining the ways in which we interact with and shape media. Each episode will explore a publication so that the series as a whole will articulate our own definition of these genres. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Olivia. Welcome to Media Nouveau, a podcast where we analyze new media and its impact on society. Today we are going to be talking about tasty videos, which are sped up videos of two hands making a dish. Tasty videos are made by BuzzFeed. We are going to be exploring questions such as what makes these videos so entertaining, why is a huge company like BuzzFeed promoting and creating these videos, and what are the positive and negative effects that come from these videos. Now, tasty videos are very aesthetically pleasing because they appeal to multiple senses. There are many different rich colors incorporated in the different food items and exotic dishes made. There's usually an upbeat and perky music playing in the background, and of course, the dishes just look so delicious and appetizing overall. These videos are fast. Each dish is made to last around 45 seconds to about a minute, and don't take a lot of time to watch. In such a fast-paced society, where people don't have a lot of time, the fact that these videos are so quick makes them accessible. People no longer need to sit down for 45 minutes and watch a dish being prepared on a cooking show, or read a cookbook for that matter. Personally, I love watching cooking shows and the Food Network and all those types of channels, but I don't have the time to sit and watch an episode of someone making a meal for an hour. So. Just by watching these, I can like be able to see these dishes made so much faster. And at the same time, I probably wouldn't make the dish either way, even if I was watching that long episode of a cooking show. Tasty videos, ubiquitous on social media platforms, especially in the case of Facebook. Most people don't even actively search for these videos. They tend to come up on a person's feed after another person has shared it. The cheerful, aesthetic and vibrant colors lull the watcher and motivate them to not only continue watching but to watch more videos afterwards. Once you watch one, you can't stop yourself from clicking on the side tap and watching more of them. Now personally, I've gotten in a lot of trouble for this because tasty videos when I'm working on an assignment or working on an essay, they just pop up on my feed and then I'll watch 45 seconds to a minute and that'll lead to another video and to another video and to another video until you're down the rabbit hole and 30 or 45 minutes pass and you're like, wow, I just spent so much time wasting. Plus, even in class, sometimes when it's hard to pay attention, you just dive into these videos. It's, it's a lot of fun. Not only that, but there's so many times where you're sitting in a classroom and you see the person in front of you or next to you watching tasty videos and you, oh, you can't control your eyes from not watching them and you get distracted exactly. just as easily. Exactly. So now Tasty makes all types of dishes for people who eat all different kinds of food, which allows BuzzFeed to pander to a wider audience. For example, there's Tasty Vegetarian and Bien Tasty. These are two channels that cater to two fundamentally different audiences. Also, you don't need to speak a certain language in order to fully enjoy the videos. 
They're more of a visual experience. Most of the appeal that comes from these videos actually comes from the visuals alone. The sight of food is something that people from all cultures and backgrounds can relate to and identify with. Tasty videos are part of a new growing food culture. Being a foodie no longer means buying cookbooks or watching a cooking channel to learn how to make a dish. There are now different applications and websites related to food, food blogs, and social media accounts. For example, there's an app called Wine and Dine, which is just about food and wine, and people post pictures of their food, tag the dish and restaurant that like they went to and they're eating that dish and rate it. And they get to follow their friends and get to learn about different restaurants that they're going to and surrounding themselves with. So it's not just high crit critics like rating the dishes. It's just your friend or anyone in society that can be doing this. Not only that, there are tons of bloggers on Instagram now that like are entirely related to food. And they post a picture of the dish they make and in the caption, they include the recipe. So people don't need to go out and buy a cooking book anymore to learn how to make a dish. They could just use Instagram or go on a person's website, which a lot of time, someone who has a famous Instagram food account also has a website where they do this. And these aren't even famous food bloggers. Like I go out to dinner with my family and we have to pause an extra minute in order for my sister or my mom or even my brother is guilty of this just to get the perfect angle on the food just so they can post it to their social media accounts. It basically facilitates and is a big example of this widening food culture. Yeah. So BuzzFeed continues to advertise these videos as part of their brand because they are just another source of fuel for their rapidly growing popularity. In fact, in terms of growth alone, Tasty is the single fastest growing segment of BuzzFeed, reaching more than 500 million people a month. This doesn't come from promoting its own YouTube account artificially, but rather by using social media as an additional mechanism to facilitate the growth of Tasty, one of its largest branches. Despite how short these videos are, they aren't necessarily cheap and a significant amount of time and effort to create them. If this is the case, how do these videos generate revenue for BuzzFeed? Well, let me tell you. BuzzFeed is making revenue by including certain products, messages, and services into their videos and articles. BuzzFeed achieves this by selling access to their wide audience to companies who want to increase exposure to their products. Food, adver food advertisements, because of their um, accessibility, are easy to sell because they are marketable and pretty much anyone who has access to media can see these. These tasty videos are just one example of the multitude of ways that food companies advertise. So let's take it step by step. Take a company like Kraft Foods and one of their most popular products, Easy Mac. Essentially, Kraft Foods approach, approaches BuzzFeed and says, hey, can you market Easy Mac and we'll give you X amount of dollars for this video. BuzzFeed then signs a contract and produces tasty videos that utilize Easy Mac, like six different wet recipes you can use with Easy Mac. If successful, these videos both drive traffic to BuzzFeed as well as gain money for Kraft Foods. In addition, there are other sources of revenue from Tasty videos like the monetization of their YouTube channel and ad revenue coming from those videos. However, the big money comes from promoting various brands of products. With Tasty videos becoming so popular, they are generating a constant revenue stream for, Buzz for BuzzFeed. But these videos aren't all too innocent as they generate both positive and negative effects 
to the new growing food culture. Essentially, does BuzzFeed actually care if you're taking the time into making the recipes they produce in Tasty videos? Sadly, the answer is no. They just want you to watch their videos. They don't really care about you making the food in the videos. You have to go to a specific link to actually get the complete recipe. They don't include the recipe in the comments on the video, only the link. It is also very unlikely for people to save a video they watch on Facebook. Once they exit from their screen, it can be hard for a person to ever find that video again. And a negative aspect of this is that it builds on this culture of laziness in certain aspects of people's lives. Because people are so busy, they aren't making the time in their day to do activities such as cook. Instead, they're relying on like fast food and prepackaged meals or yeah, takeout. This is feeding onto the growing fast food market itself. Now I can personally attest to this because as I said, I can watch these videos for 30 minutes at a time. And I always go at the end of these videos, oh, that looks pretty easy. Oh, I can make that. In actuality, I never make those foods in those videos. I never even try to. In fact, I look at the food that they make in the video and try to get a replication of it. It just makes me crave other things. Although there are negative aspects to these videos, there are also good ones. What is great about these videos is that they allow people to learn about food. These videos expose people to foods from different cultures that they might not otherwise come in contact with. This in turn can lead people to find a passion they might have in food and cooking. It also forms a community for people who love and appreciate food. Tasty videos and the growing new food culture eliminate the idea that you need to be an authoritative food critic to express your thoughts about food. Anyone who has access to inter internet can voice their opinion and experiences with cuisine. So all in all, Tasty is a lot more complex than what meets the eye in a typical video. Tasty's popularity continues to grow, especially among its millennial audience. However, it is important to note that Tasty is a primary category of BuzzFeed, especially in terms of making revenue for the company. Because of this, Tasty markets mainly for viewership, and not in trying to teach its audience how to cook these recipes. Although it eases the barriers of entry to cooking and provides a medium for people to learn about food, Tasty also contributes simultaneously to the culture of laziness. The main point that, I wanna, that we want to come across in this podcast is that Tasty is just a way for BuzzFeed to make money. It's about entertaining people and giving access for people to appreciate food rather than teaching them how to cook. I'm Olivia. And I'm Jake. Thanks for listening.